Hello 2021. Welcome back to FML Talk. We took a short holiday hiatus. I am so stoked to be back with all of you FMLers. Originally, I kind of had to be convinced to do this podcast, but taking this short break, I really truly missed it. I missed being with you guys every week. I missed doing happy hour. I'm so glad that the shit show of 2020 is over. And the silver lining of that ridiculous year is that it has paved some new energetic pathways for us to enter into 2021 with new insight, knowing ourselves a little better, and really valuing the shit that's important in our lives, our health, our happiness, our mental health, and all the people that we really care about. I hope you guys all had a wonderful holiday, whatever you might have been celebrating, and a kick-ass New Year's. Um, I know we're still kind of in the shit of it, especially in LA, so I hope everyone is continuing to stay safe and be responsible and take care of themselves. Um, While we were away, we had a couple videos go massively viral on Instagram and on TikTok. So I know there's a lot of new people on the podcast tuning in. Uh, So welcome to the fucking party. (laughs) I am happy to have you as a new FMLer. We're going to start this year off with a fucking bang. My first guest of the year is a dear friend of mine. She's someone who I've traveled with, who I have cried with, who I have laughed with. I am so glad she came on FML Talk and was willing to share her story publicly for the first time. Her name is Lauren Denham, and I cannot wait to dive in with her. Welcome back, y'all. This is FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. Have you gotten a chapter 6 yet? <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. Oh, my God. It feels so good to be back and hear that jingle again. Um, I'm so excited for today's show. And what was funny about how this all happened is that we had recorded Lauren's episode a couple months ago, actually, because we had done everything in bulk and had it in the queue. And then when we took our holiday hiatus, I asked you guys what you wanted to hear. And a lot of people said that they wanted to hear the cheater's perspective. Um, And we had already recorded Lauren's episode and she happened to be in a marriage where she was the one who cheated. And hearing her story is a perfect example of the different dynamics that goes in to the cheating process and the complicated dynamics we find ourselves in in a relationship. And she never really has talked about in depth publicly. Um, So I was honored that she chose our show to come on and do that. And she was so vulnerable and so authentic and awesome and had such good advice. Um, I was taking notes. (laughs) But I think it's important to recognize the fact that it's not only men who cheat. Women do cheat too, and often. So I wanted to open up the conversation and dive into not only being a woman and making that decision and the aftermath that came for her afterwards, but also to acknowledge the fact that it's not always men that are in the hot seat. It's 
It's a human thing that happens. And sometimes it's the woman who's at fault. And I think when you all hear Lauren's story, it's going to resonate with you with some of the emotions and the fears and the roadblocks that she was dealing with in her marriage. And also the fact that while she did go about it the wrong way and regrets the fact that she cheated, that she was bold enough to step in to her power and decide that this was no longer the life that was serving her. And I think there's something to be said for that. I really related to her decision to step into her power and walk away. There was, you know, Tay and I have had a very on and off, up and down journey together. And one of the times that we broke up, I was absolutely terrified and did not know if I was making the right decision, didn't know if I was going to lose one of the best people I had ever met and had in my life. But I knew somewhere deep down inside of me that there was something that I needed to fix or needed to experience and work through before I could be with anyone, whether that be him or someone else. Um, So I made the decision to leave and really take the time to process things and continue my healing journey. I'm so lucky and thankful that once I figured all of my shit out, he was willing to work on things with me and welcomed me back with uh, his big ass loving open arms. But I know firsthand how scary that can be to be bold and take that step and walk away from your comfort. Um, I mean, I did that the second I got on the plane to fly to Europe for my FML trip. It was literally leaving all of my comfort behind and taking that bold step into the unknown. But you guys, in the unknown, there is change, and in change, there is fucking power. And sometimes we need that little push to make that change. But Lauren's story is so much more than a typical woman cheats on a man situation. This all happened on the set of Big Little Lies, which by the way, I love that show. And it really played out like a movie. I mean, I say that my Eat, Pray, FML journey was like a Netflix film. Um, this, this rivals that. Uh, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear her journey. So here we go. Here's Lauren. You guys, I'm so excited for who I have with me today for this episode. She is a writer, a world traveler, and all-around badass, Miss Lauren <laughs> Denham. I'm so happy Yay. that you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank um, you for having me. We met in the craziest, craziest way. So I don't know if everybody knows about the Facebook group, Girls Love Travel. If you're not a part of it, you should be, especially if you're interested in anything revolving around travel. But Lauren posted <laughs> something in 2019, and I'll let you share exactly what it was. Yeah, so I, in 2019, I was like, I need to shake things up with my life. I had been through quite an ordeal. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm just going to get a backpack and go travel the world. I had never done anything like that. Um, so I posted in Girls Love Travel, 
And I kind of gave my whole story. I was like, I'm going to travel. I'm going to write this book. Um, I just went through a divorce. My dad died. I'm, you know, I just really like want this whole new experience and to really feel alive again. Um, and then you commented. Yeah, I commented and was like, I'm sending you a fucking DM right now. Because obviously those are all things that I had just done a crazy soul searching trip and wrote a book about it. Um, I have also lost my dad and gone through a divorce. So I was like, this girl is like me in 2019. Yeah. And we both live in LA. Yeah, literally down the street, not down the street, but like one town over from each other. Yeah. So I messaged you and was like, when are you leaving? I think it was three or four days yeah. before you were setting off yeah. on this crazy trip. We went to Aroma and <laughs> had coffee. I brought her a copy of Ypres FML. We talked for like an hour straight with yeah. not a breath in the conversation <laughs> and realized how many weird similarities that we had. Yeah. Well, I think it's like, to me, it was just, it just reaffirms that there are no accidents. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you just, you couldn't write that. You, Completely. Like the chance, like the synchronicities of bringing us together at that time. Yeah. Insane. And the fact that you were going to be in Southeast Asia the yeah. same time I was going to be in Southeast Asia. Right. So that was, when I saw your post, I had officially committed to going on my 2019 soul searching by myself Asia trip. And um, so I knew that I was going to be there. We didn't know where either of us were going to be because we didn't make a lot of plans. And so you won't actually meet... <laughs> no, that's, that's like the sign of like two people who have been divorced. Right. We didn't make plans. We, we, because we know. know the plan doesn't always work. We didn't so. know what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you guys won't meet Lauren officially until book two. But we did both go to Asia and we did yes. end up seeing each other in more than one country. We had such an incredible time and... I remember really specifically we were sitting at one of the restaurants in Ninbin, like this little side cafe, and we were talking about all the shit that was going on in both of our lives, and I just started bawling, and then mm -hmm. you started crying, and we were just sitting there, mm -hmm. literally across the world from all of our problems, having this therapy session yeah. with each other, and we didn't really know each other that well at all, yeah. but in this weird way, mm -hmm. we instantly became super bonded because mm -hmm. of all the shit we've been through. Well, it's like, it's like pain is pain. Yeah. And how often do you really get to meet someone where they can recognize your pain and you can recognize theirs? Totally. So, you know, we have wonderful friends in our lives and family members and support even through social media. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's very rare to sit there with someone that truly has, you know, it's, it's we walked different paths but they were just so similar yeah um that I could feel what you were going through and you could feel what I was going through and we could really kind of be there for each other and offer you know that support and that that love and that compassion yeah in a way that a lot of people wouldn't they yeah be able to yeah I mean totally it's like you know I have wonderful people in my life I know you have wonderful people in your life but there's just something different about sitting with someone that's actually been through something so similar totally. because you, you feel seen yeah um that's a such a way that's exactly accurate you feel seen mm -hmm. yeah yeah so <laughs> So you and I have both been divorced mm -hmm. um, at an early age. Yeah. Con I mean, in... Relatively, in, yeah. Yeah, considering. I mean, you don't go into a marriage being like, oh, I'm going to be divorced by 28. Right, right. Um, yeah. But we're both divorced. But you and I had very different experiences in our divorce. And I know that you're... Can I say that you're writing yeah, a book yeah, about it? Sure. Um, yeah, that That I cannot fucking wait to read. Uh. It's going to be epic. Um, and at the end of the show, I'll give you her Instagram so you can follow and keep up with all of that because it's going to be an incredible book. Um, but your story is insane. Mm -hmm. 
Some days I realize I have not eaten an actual meal and then panic at the thought of having to figure out what the hell to cook. When I tell you that Factor Meals has saved me and Tay during the newborn baby phase, I mean that wholeheartedly. They are delicious two-minute meals that involve zero prep, zero cleanup, and are freaking restaurant quality delicious. Sometimes we plate them out and pretend like we cooked it all of ourselves just to make us feel better about life, (laughs) but our stomachs are always thrilled either way because they are so good. Factor meals show up right to your door and they are super flexible with your schedule. You can order as much or as little as you need every week and there are so many different options to choose from, from breakfast, midday bites, and awesome dinners. It is less expensive than takeout, trust me, and my credit card bill, and dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Go to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk to get 50% off. If you ask Tay if he could only eat one thing for the rest of his life, the answer would be cereal. Full disclosure, I was first influenced by Miss Morgan Willette to try Magic Spoon cereal, so when I found out I was going to get to offer you guys a deal on it, I was so excited because it is so freaking good. Magic Spoon has zero sugar, so we can not only have it for breakfast, but late night snacks, and it's perfect for the kiddos to get them a healthy meal without the sugar crash. I love their variety pack. Four flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Made with wholesome ingredients and no artificial flavors or dyes. Big yay. It is high in protein, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. Tay and my bonus daughter are cereal connoisseurs, and they are in love with Magic Spoon and cannot believe it's packed with as much goodness as it is. Go to grab a variety pack and try it today. I promise you guys will not be disappointed. And be sure to use our promo code at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash FMLtalk and use the code FMLtalk to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Um, Not that we have all the time to go into all of it, but (laughs) I mean, if you can give us the kind of like highlight reel um, of what you're going to try and dissect in some of the book. Yeah, it's it's, um, definitely a a big task. Um, So I was with my ex from the time I was 15 until 31. So he was my first boyfriend, my first kiss, the only guy I had ever been with, and... um, such a beautiful man, such a great soul, loved me so much and was just so loyal. And, you know, I couldn't ask for a better partner to to have loved me all those years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did notice right, be- right before I turned 30, so at 29, I started feeling a little restless in my marriage and I didn't even really understand why. Um, it's, it's easy to leave, well, it's not easy to leave any relationship, but... Um, it's, it's, it makes a lot more sense to leave a relationship that's toxic or unhealthy 
but to leave a relationship in a marriage and someone that's loved you since you were 15 years old and would go to the end of the world and back for you and there's nothing really wrong mm-hmm. but to so to leave and to hurt someone when things are good is just you know really it, hard. It, it's it's excruciating yeah um <clears throat> so I uh, was starting to feel restless, and then um, my dad, at the same time, so my dad is a drug addict, Uh, he was in prison, um, and I went to go visit him in prison, and he told me that he had terminal cancer, and um, he said to me, uh, I blew my life, I'm okay if I die, because I know I blew it. And in that moment, it, it hit me, holy fuck. I'm blowing mine mm. in a completely different way. I'm not a drug addict. I'm not in prison, but I'm blowing my own life because right. I know that there is something inside of me that is just like screaming, saying, you're actually not supposed to be here. You're right. supposed to be somewhere else. Your life is supposed to be on a different path and you're not taking it. And what the fuck do we need to do to make you realize it? Mm-hmm. So that that really, I think, woke me up just to how fragile and fleeting life is and to how, how so many people really do blow it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are a lot of people who live their entire life asleep. And I was one of those people. I thought I had this great life. I mean, my ex and I, we had a very loving relationship. We both are working in Hollywood, very successful careers, traveled the world. Every little box is checked right. on what you're supposed to want to be happy. And I was not happy. Um, but it came to the point where it was like, um, you know, Leaving felt impossible mm-hmm. and staying felt impossible. Mm-hmm. So then I was living between two different worlds. I was one foot in, one foot out, not knowing what to do. And that place of uncertainty, anybody listening, when you're trying to figure out what to do and make these huge life decisions, the unknown is fucking excruciatingly yeah. painful. Because once you make a decision, you can kind of just go in that direction. Yeah. But when you don't know what to do, it's it's the ultimate form of suffering. There's a chapter in my book that's called Fuck Limbo, Peace mm-hmm. Begins When You Make a Decision. And it's so fucking accurate. Yeah. And still till this day, when I'm in that uncomfortable waiting phase, mm-hmm. it's fucking horrible. Yeah. It's the worst place I can be. Right. It, it is. It's, um, it's, once you know, you can just go. You yeah. can go forward. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I just didn't know how to... I didn't know how to look someone in the eyes that I had been with for 15 years and tell him that I didn't want to be him, be with him anymore. Yeah. Someone that I fucking loved. Yeah. And, and would genuinely take a bullet for right now mm-hmm. because I loved him so much and I will always love him. I did not know how to, how to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I did hurt him. Um, and I hurt him even worse because I ended up um, having an affair myself. Um, so I was working on the show Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. This is where, guys, pick up the popcorn because this is where the yeah. story gets like fucking wild. So I um, stand in and double for Reese Witherspoon um, and I, we were shooting Big Little Lies. And um, I had this moment when I was so depressed, just didn't know what the hell I was doing with my life. I needed to make a decision whether I wanted to stay in my marriage or not. And I remember, I'm, I'm not even like super religious. Well, I wasn't then. So I remember like laying in bed one night being like, like, I don't know who I'm praying to right now. Like, I don't know what the, like, whoever is there. Like, I don't fucking know. But something's got to change. Like, please 
bring something or someone into my life that will make it so clear as to what I'm supposed to do. This is in the middle of Big Little Eyes. And then a couple weeks later, a random new person shows up on the crew, which that's rare because normally a crew is like set for the duration right. of the show that normally you don't have random people showing up in the middle. Um, but it was someone that got my attention and, uh, you know, we ended up having our own Big Little Lie behind the scenes on the set of Big Little Lies. And this was while Reese's character is, was dealing with having an affair on the show. Yes. So your your real life was literally mimicking yeah. what was going on on the yeah. show you were shooting. I mean, I would shoot a scene with like her, Reese's character, um, where her and her husband, who she's cheated on, are in therapy. And then my ex and I were going to therapy. Right. I mean, it, the, and, and just the... The parallels. The parallels, too. I mean, there's a scene in Big Little Lies where um, the therapist is telling Reese's husband, like, yes, like, you didn't... She was unfaithful. You weren't. But you were indifferent. Mm-hmm. And you really weren't very proactive in your relationship. And that's a form of, you know, like, a betrayal as well. Right. And so, but it was very... just The parallels were just very similar. Um and yeah, so then, you know, it gets a little interesting. Um, but yeah, now I am divorced. And, you know, probably what's even more interesting for me now is just being 31 years old and who have never dated anyone in my life. Right. And now I'm trying to date for the first time in my 30s and navigating that whole world in LA, dating here. Um, that's when that's been the most interesting adventure probably right. I could have had. I, I bet. Um, How did you end up telling your husband? So, uh, did you tell him or did he find out? So, I was so when we were when I was um, you know doing my indiscretions, uh, I was up in Monterey because we were shooting Big Little Eyes up there mm-hmm. for a while. So I was there for several months. Um, and I think he could tell that something was off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had ha- he hacked into my Instagram uh. and saw that I was messaging with the guy. And, and it, you know, it doesn't matter. It just, it is, he had suspicions. Right. And uh, he asked me, he called me, and he just, um, uh, he asked me if I was in love with him still. And um, I don't know where I got the strength to answer honestly because... It was something bigger than me. It was literally like me. Some some higher force came yeah. in and just spit out, "No, I'm so sorry." Ugh. And uh, yeah, it was it was hard. It and was that really was hard. on it was over the phone. Yeah, and then you know he came up there. We we you know we definitely went back and forth for a couple months just trying to figure it out and navigate it. Um, yeah, because he wanted to still make it work. Right? Yeah, yeah, and um, you know it's hard. I, you know my biggest regret is I. Uh, and what I will never do again is um, I wasn't comfortable having an uncomfortable conversation mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I, you know, I wish that I would have talked to him about this more, you know, six months prior. Sure. I, I wish that I would have felt like I could do that. I just didn't want to hurt him. Yeah. And I didn't know how to disappoint someone that I truly loved so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, our, I love his family so much. You know, our families are just so close. And you just feel like you're you're letting everyone down, you know, and... I saw this quote recently, um, I think it's in Glennon Doyle's book, but it mm-hmm. talks about how, you know, if you ever have to choose between disappointing yourself or disappointing someone else, always disappoint someone else. Mm. And yeah. That, oh, that's yeah, and that was the big lesson that now on the other side of it, I know, um, you know, 
I was just so afraid of disappointing and hurting people. And and for that first years, I suffered because of it. And yeah. um, I wasn't living my truth. And when you suppress all of these desires, eventually you express it in an unhealthy way. Yeah. And so for years, I had just suppressed all of this. And then I, at the very end, just, you know, butchered the job and I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate that. I hate that I ended a very overall beautiful relationship and beautiful marriage on such a negative, right. you know, error on my part. Because um, I, I, I can't take that back. But yeah. with that said... Um, I would not, I can confidently say I would not be the human that I am right now sitting here if I hadn't have fucked that up in that way because now my capacity for empathy and for compassion and uh, self-awareness and vulnerability, I mean, I I have expanded so much and grown so much because of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would have been the same person if I hadn't messed up so big. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, And I do want to point out that it wasn't like you guys had this beautiful, amazing relationship and then you just decided you were bored and cheated. Um, (laughs) I remember you telling me there was a lot going on with his job that was keeping yeah, you away yeah. and it was really hard because yeah. you felt like what you used to be in, like you were mm-hmm. now kind of left alone almost. Not that that warrants yeah. any of it or makes anything anybody's fault, but it wasn't like that it was this blissful marriage that you just decided to step out on. Right. The 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 amount of love that we had for each other was beautiful and was so pure and raw and... and um, always there the problem was is that uh yeah you know we live in LA we both were very driven people um and he had a job that consumed him and there was a while where he was working around the clock and it was probably like a solid like six to eight months and that was like right before I was turning 30 and like I was going through my own stuff and I was working a lot too and um I definitely felt neglected. I felt like work for him always kind of came first, but mm-hmm. I knew that he was working so hard for a life that he was building for us. Yeah. So it was kind of like I I would never want to and like he loved what he did. So I I loved him so much that I wouldn't ever tell him to stop doing something he really loved and that I knew made him happy. So I kind of took the back seat and unfortunately I had so much time to be alone because he was yeah. working all the time that I was like, whoa, fuck, there's a whole life out here. Like, right. I can kind of, I have, I'm starting my own life. Because he, I've been with him since I was 15. I didn't know what it was like to be by myself. Yeah. I didn't know what that was like. So I kind of started creating my own life and I liked it. I was like, I like my life. And then by the time we got, you know, his job kind of settled down and by the time I kind of got his attention, um, it was too late. Right. I, it was just too late for me. I had already gotten a taste of this freedom and this person that I am outside of him yeah. that was actually a better version of myself, a more truer, authentic version. Um, and it would just be a disservice for myself to go back. Right. And um, there's just, there's a really good question for people in relationships uh, that are on the fence of whether to stay or leave. Um, and it's, uh, is there someone else that could love him better mm. or love her better that's cute yeah and when I thought about it as much as I loved him and did not want him to to you know for us to sever our, our marriage um I knew that there was someone else that could love him better mm. and that I love him so much that I that want that for to give him yeah, that. yeah I want I hope that whoever he's with now loves the fuck out of him yeah. because he deserves it that's you really know beautiful yeah yeah I've always been kind of skeptical about custom beauty products, but I will say Pros was able to change my mind on that. Pros is custom made to order hair care and skincare that is personalized with a unique blend of ingredients just for you. 
I finally started self-love care in the form of dyeing my hair again. And their shampoo, anti-brass conditioner, and hair mask have really done wonders for my hair. The quiz you take is specific, so they really get to know what your needs and wants are. They even asked me about the climate where I live and how often I'm in different elements to get me exactly what I needed. Since I've been using pros, my color is holding better and my hair is all around healthier after the postpartum havoc that was wrecked on it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, pros proved that personalization works better than buying off the shelf. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they are offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash fmltalk. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash fmltalk for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash fmltalk. Was it, how was it when you went on your big solo trip reading fml yeah did it bring up a lot of shit for oh you? my god if you, if you saw my copy of the book i have like so many <laughs> underlines so many like pages where i put a crease in it it was just um it was really really inspiring i think that sometimes you read these books and you just see yourself in them mm-hmm. in them and um i saw myself in your book and i think that it also gave me the courage and the to keep going and the validation that I made the right decision. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting too, with because I was kind of dating, I left my ex, but then I was also dating at that same time. I've been dating for the last two and a half years. It's been a shit show. <laughs> like we got a whole other podcast episode. Um, but I but but hearing you and your experiences, you know, with I don't want to say the wrong names. Wait, Javier. Yes. Okay, yes. Yes. So you know, we know each other in real life, so everyone has to like pause yeah, and like, think of the uh, fake names. Yeah. So, but I think reading all of that provided me clarity because I had also suffered a, a minor heartbreak before I took my big backpacking trip. Yeah. That was the first guy since my ex that I really actually had feelings for. That was your Javier. Yeah. Yeah. So I had just kind of ended things with him and went on this trip. So reading, and there were so many similarities between both of our Javier's, yeah. I guess. So reading how you, reading the the conflict that you had internally and with your heart and your head and mm-hmm. trying to kind of balance it out and, and really stepping into your power, um, I think like that was everything I needed to really make the most of that trip and to turn that corner with my own Javier. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah. And then we got to go do it together. <laughs> did, did we do it or not? I mean, yes, we really we, did we it. did it up. We really um, did it. If you could give everyone <laughs> one piece of advice um, that's going through the dating scene and relationships and, like, the turmoil that that brings up, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. Not to put you on the spot. Yeah. But. <laughs> dating scene. and Okay. Um... Like one thing you could have told yourself that you know now. I think that, it, oh, in terms of dating, um, I think that if a person wants you, you'll know. Yes. If You know, I for so long dealt with these situationships mm-hmm. where I, I was confused. Do they, how do they feel about me? Why aren't they texting me back? Like all of this shit. Yeah. 
And um, it's such a low vibration to be in when you're constantly, you know, it's like dis- you're disempowered when mm-hmm. you're, you know, always thinking about these people and how do they like me, what they feel about blah, blah, blah. And now I just like, if a guy wants me, I'm going to know he wants me. Yeah. And if he leaves me confused, he's not the right person for me. Um, that is the best fucking advice. I say that all yeah. the time to like my girlfriends that are like, well, should I wait a little while to text him back? And like, what mm-hmm. if he did it? I was like, when I started dating Tay, there was never a question. Right. How much he wanted me, like how responsive he was. Like there's never a question when it's the right person and when they Absolutely. know what they want. And what I'm working on now, you know, my biggest struggle has been um, being vulnerable mm-hmm. and telling someone that I like, I like them or I, I have feelings for them because then you're opening yourself up to being rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, so now my thing is like when people are like, well, I don't know how he feels or I don't know what we are. Blah, 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 I'm like, just ask. Yeah. Like it's never too early. Like when when is it okay to ask someone about, you know, your situation or how they feel? It's like whenever you start wondering. Yeah. Right? It's like now it's kind of like why do we complicate it so much and spend so much of our mental energy wondering yep. what the other person is thinking or feeling or where, what your dynamic is or your relationship or whatever. Just fucking ask. Just, be an adult. Just talk. <laughs> Communicate. Yeah. Because that's the, that's really what probably ruined my marriage is that I unfortunately was not able to communicate. And so now it's just like I have to put a voice to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you are, all of the thoughts behind the thoughts and all of the stuff that's going on, it's like, put words to it. And, you if, know they're, what I mean? and if they're it. not able to communicate back with you, they're not the it's right not person. It's not your person. Yeah. It's not your person. Yeah. Um, and I do think once you kind of start getting in that space where you're not so worried about that kind of, you take more control and you're in your power and you're feeling good and you're not worried about that, you you have this magnetic energy mm-hmm. about you that mm-hmm. is just naturally going to draw people to you. Yeah. Um, I know that for a fucking fact. I know that for a fucking for fact a because fucking I saw fact. the fucking men flock to you on our Asia trip <laughs> yeah. and it was like wild to watch that happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, You're like, that's another book. Yeah. Um, okay, my love, tell people where they can come find you and read yeah. all of your magical content yes, on Instagram. Yes, yes. Uh, so it's at Lauren Learns Life. On Instagram, come over and hang out. I can't <laughs> wait to read your fucking book uh, when it comes out one day, and we'll have to have you back on when that yeah. day comes. Well, I can't read. Wait to read book number two. Oh my god! Well, you'll be in it, so <laughs> you'll you might be in mine too. All right, cheers, my love. <laughs> right, cheers, I love you. <laughs> love you. A huge thank you to my girl Lauren for coming on and opening up on FML Talk. It was such a perfect way to kick off 2021 and our return to FML Talk. I'm so happy to be back with you all. Okay, it is that time of the show. We are going to do one of our FML stories submitted by our listeners. This one is a fucking doozy. Hey, Gabrielle. My name is also Gabrielle, but I go by Gabby. And I just wanted to tell you my traumatic breakup story. I had my first boyfriend at the age of 19. We dated for five years. So I'm going to fast forward to five years. We had been living in our apartment together for two years. We got in a big fight about marriage and kids. Essentially, he wanted them. I did not. I really wasn't sure. We had a rocky past. He cheated on me before, and we had broken up before. So the next night, I had an intuition to go through his phone. As I'm going through his phone, I see texts from unknown numbers. So I scroll through them, and then I see a lot of flirty texts that my ex was sending. And then I see a lot of nude pictures of my ex as well, like a lot. And then I keep scrolling, and I see another nude picture. So I see a dick pic. It was not of my ex. It was a 50-year-old man. 
Yeah, so he had been cheating on me with a 50-year-old man. Of course, I investigate further, and I figure out that he had multiple sugar daddies that would send him money for dick pictures, asshole pictures, you know, you name it, I saw it all. So I was very shocked, and I knew that he didn't need the money, so clearly it was about something he had going on internally. So I decided to just leave him. I moved all my shit out, and then I sent him a text and let him know. So our five-year relationship ended over a text message, but honestly, I'm okay with it. It was a blessing in disguise, and I think sometimes that life just needs to slap you in the fucking face, and that is exactly what happened. Oh my god. I wish you guys could have seen my face and my mouth just hanging open, um, getting wider and wider during that fucking story. Um, Fellow Gabrielle, or Gabby... Wow, girl. Um that's gnarly. I I totally agree with sometimes life needs to uh <laughs> pardon the pun, but dick slap you in the face in order for you to wake up and see a bad situation. I mean, clearly if he had been cheating in the past and then was like pressuring for kids, I mean, that's really similar to what was going on in my marriage at the time. Um you know, he had been saying, oh, well, we should we should take the trip that we were talking about taking before kids and kind of like bringing that conversation up more. And I don't know why men choose to do that when they know they have shady shit going on on the side. Oh, but girl, I'm so glad you got out of that. Um, what a wild fucking story. <laughs> Thank you for submitting that. Next week, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this interview. So many of you, when I asked what you wanted to hear on the show in the new year and who I should bring on, so many of you said that you wanted to hear from a guy who has cheated and who would come on and be open about it. Well, my friends, I found the most perfect person to do this. Um, He was so real and so authentic and so vulnerable and answered every question I threw at him. I I cannot wait for you guys to hear this next episode. That does it for this week on FML Talk. As always, make sure you are subscribed so you do not miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast where you can get all the behind the scenes, cool extra bonus footage and news for what's to come. I am so excited for our new merch that's going to drop in February. Um, I know you guys have seen some bits and pieces of it on the polls we've put up, getting your input, but the new line is so fucking cute, you guys. I cannot wait to see all the FMLers repping it all, and it is going to be out in February of 2021. I will see you all next week for a really powerful episode. Don't miss it. Have a drink on me. Until next time. Cheers. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.